0: Hey everybody, welcome to Pepe Sanchez. I'm Seth Allen. This is my secret basketball podcast. You're weird for listening to this, and I appreciate that. I'm weird for doing it. Uh, I hope you're having a great free agency. (laughs) Um, I went back on Twitter just because I'm an addict for the breaking news. I'm not tweeting really, but I'm I'm lurking. I just like all the breaking news. I want to know immediately... You know uh, <laughs> the the tenth man who got waived. Uh, I can't wait six hours for for uh, you know a regular website to tell me that. I need to know the moment it happens. Uh, getting back on Twitter, it's really reminded me of how bad it is, and that it could also have gotten worse. Uh, I left because it was so bad, and it is way worse than it was back then. Uh, if you were on there, you should just know that. Once you even are able to step a little outside of your Twitter conditioned brain, um, it's so bad. I mean, even if you know it's bad, if you're on there, you don't really know it. Like, you don't, you can't see it while you still got the poison in your system. You know what I'm saying? Um, it is even worse. I mean, you're tw- if you're on there and you're tweeting, you are doing bad. The, like, the tweets are bad, right? Your brain is bad because of it. I encourage you to stop. But, uh, you know... I can't seem to permanently stop anyways. But at least I'm not tweeting. So, uh, but I, I do need those breaking news uh, nuggets. Uh, but that's not what we're talking about. This is a little palate cleanser. Maybe you're tired of wondering if Dame is going to stay or go or whatever. Uh, wondering if dropping dimes 20 is real. And if it's he was real, as he is dropping dimes 27, the same guy. is dropping dimes 50, the same guy. If you don't know what I'm talking about at all, congratulations. Your mind is not Twitter poisoned. But, um... <laughs> I'm not going to talk about any of that. That's oversaturation. That's covered everywhere. What I'm thinking about is it's summer, you know, uh, the sun is out, uh, the guns stay in. Got to protect my skin. All right. Um, but I really look forward to the actual basketball options we have in the summer. So I want to provide some things I've learned for you uh, a viewer's guide to summer basketball watching. All right, I'm gonna go from bottom to top uh, and give and give my recommendations. And we're gonna start at the bottom. Number six, the Big Three, um, uh, the three on three retired basketball league. I've given it many tries. It sounds. I gotta say, if I was on Shark Tank and Ice Cube came up and he sold me off this, I would I would put all my shark teeth into it. It sounds great. We're gonna get. Fun retired basketball players that you you're gonna remember them. But good look, they they're still good. But now they don't have to run, so they can play half court three on three, just like the game you played so many times yourself in the park. It all makes a lot of sense. There's wacky names. <laughs> There's a like a four-point shot, I think. There's all kinds of wacky novelty stuff going on, which I love. I love. Um you know, but the product has just been so bad. I mean, I have try- I give it a shot every summer. I will give it a shot again this summer, especially because they're streaming a lot of their games on their website, big3.com, and on CBS. Um, you know, like, they, <laughs> it used to be they had a high, like an age limit, like a, a minimum age limit, and they keep having to lower it because I don't know if they didn't think this through, but it turns out, Older humans are much less fun to watch play basketball. As someone who is 39, I can tell you, yeah, obviously. Uh, They also, you know, they have to, they bring back names. So, you know, you want to bring back like an Eddie Curry, someone that a basketball fan will remember. Um, But then they always end up having to cut a bunch of guys for being too fat. And so I imagine what it is is Ice Cube goes to the game, and he's like, this is disgusting. You... Congratulations on taking our money, but you clearly did not commit yourself to this. This is hurting our product. Get out of here. They literally, it's the most fat phobic league (laughs) of all the basketball leagues. You know, we're talking about even the NBA has room for a Kenny Lofton Jr. The Memphis Grizzlies really, you know, carrying the carrying the banner for body positivity, for for appreciating basketball ability, no matter what shape it comes in, no matter how how big its love handles are, you know, or how unconventional its its basketball b- uh, body container comes in, you know. But the big <laughs> three is out here. Ice Cube is out here, just cutting dudes for being fat. Uh, Ice Cube's also been on a, a podcast uh, tour promoting the league this year, and he's uh, he's calling it the like the Fuck the Gatekeepers podcast tour because. And all he he went on Joe Rogan. I haven't. I just saw the clips of that on his Twitter account. But he's he's going on any pod that will have him to talk about how the NBA is conspiring to shut down the big three. Uh, apparently, they're telling sponsors not to sponsor it. They're telling players not to play in it. Um, you know, he's not giving specifics, uh, but I do I do believe him. You know um because it's fun to believe that that's happening I don't know and I'm just going to believe it because if Ice Cube says the NBA is trying to destroy his league that's something that sounds so absurd and fun uh that I want to believe it um and I will give their t- <laughs> them another try but honestly the product itself is what's crushing his league uh it's or it's certainly not helping and so maybe the number 1 enemy is uh um Adam Silver number two enemy is that uh, the concept is uh, not fun to watch. <laughs> I, I I don't want to disrespect uh, Mr. Cube or <laughs> Clyde Drexler is the commissioner. You know that's awesome. Uh, happy fly the commish Clyde Drexler. Uh, they're they're playing their championship in London this season for see it gets better i start talking myself back into it i love the absurdity i love looking it up and and you know seeing these guys that i remember i like that clyde is there being the commissioner i like that they went to london a place where people don't even really like basketball they don't like regular basketball it seems very unlikely they're gonna like this thing (laughs) but god bless them it's the most absurd thing going uh, and I will give it another try. You know, just because you're the lowest on the list this summer doesn't mean you're going to stay down there. You know, you can only go up um, <laughs> if Adam Silver doesn't uh, hire a bunch of assassins to go take out, uh, you know, Eddie Curry and Nate Robinson <laughs> and Joe Johnson. Uh, but speaking of absurdity, number five, I'm going slam ball because it's back. And, yes, it's not technically basketball, uh, but it's on the list uh, because it seems fun. Uh, it's coming back. Slam ball, you remember, of course, from the early 2000s, they jump on trampolines, they tackle each other, uh, and they nominally play basketball. Um, it was, it, I guess it's come back a couple times. It was in China for a while. And they think now that the world is finally ready to embrace slam ball. And that's because people love looking at short clips online of people breaking their necks, um, I expect a lot of horrible accident videos. It kind of reminds me of that. I don't know if you've seen that that kind of uh, truck racing that came out this year, but it's 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 uh, trucks like when they race through the desert, like the Baja kind of style trucks. Um, but they're on an asphalt car racing track, uh, and they just put huge ramps randomly throughout the track. <laughs> And it's like, oh, this is to watch uh, people fly to the air and crash on each other, clearly. Uh, so slam ball, same same thing as a uh, ramp racing. Uh, that's not the name, but I mean, that thing's insane. Uh, so, you know, good luck to all the slam ball. I know um, Blake Griffin is a, is an in, uh, investor, you know, so, you know, good luck seeing that money <laughs> again. Uh, you know, that's another way where slam ball, where if I describe it, If someone came to Shark Tank, if Blake Griffin came to Shark Tank and he said, Hey, Sharks, I got this idea. It's basketball. You like the high-flying basketball? Well, what if the court was trampolines? Boom. Oh, but you're worried about, you know, uh, what's the worst thing about basketball? Fouls. So how about there's no fouls, we just let them tackle each other? We're combining basketball, football. A your backyard trampoline that you got hurt on, all into one sport with a huge, huge potential for horrific injuries, and I would be like, I'm interested, I'm interested. I need, I'd, uh, what kind of uh, ownership are you offering? Um, so good luck to slam ball. Uh, that's of course going to be in Las Vegas also. So the big three starts in June. You can watch that all the way that goes all the way I think through August. they have a pretty pretty long season for what that is you know yeah slam ball starts in july it's gonna be in vegas and then now we're getting into now we're getting into the good stuff here we got i got the tbt the basketball tournament itself at number four this was a tough one because i like the tbt all right um this isn't something i have to try to enjoy like i put it on and i Enjoy I love the Elam ending. I think that is just a good basketball idea. uh, Proven by, I think, that the NBA used it to fix the All-Star game. Well, didn't fix it entirely. Certainly made it a more watchable event, right? The actual game itself. Um, So, I like the Elam ending. I like it, too, remembering guys. (laughs) I always like remembering, oh, that's where that guy went. Um, Except for, whereas in the Big Three, it's you remember like an NBA guy TBT is you remember a guy who, uh, you know, played for Kansas State and he was pretty saucy, you know, and you're like, oh, there he is. Um, I do, it's fun, too, how a lot of the teams are built around alumni from certain programs, so you can kind of connect to it that way, you know, like the Gonzaga team, there's a Syracuse team, all that kind of stuff is going on. And you can get in a little spicy, like, a, you know, when a player chooses, one, chooses a different team than his alumni team, you're like, ooh, I wonder what that's all about. Uh, so it's it's very fun. They're all, you know, they're pros. It's high quality. They're trying hard. It's winner take all. So, I mean, they are going all out uh, to win this, this these million-dollar prizes. The, the, the I think it's up to 2 mil, 3 mil. I don't know, the, the pot. But you only get any of that if you win first place. For the first several years, the same team uh, <laughs> with C.J. McCall's brother Eric Want it so really up into the like the first several years of this nobody had made a, no players have made any money but this one team it's really when you think about it a genius way to exploit labor uh, that you know uh, any oil baron uh, there will be blood type of person would would be uh, impressed by because you're getting them to volunteer you only pay your player overhead you're only paying one team you know. And everybody else, they knew the deal when they signed up, you know. So it's kind of amazing. It's, uh, but it, it does make it fun to watch. I can't deny that. And they are they are good players. They're good teams. Uh, it's very like compelling basketball. To watch every time I put on a TBT game, I watch it. You know, I like enjoy the whole thing. Um, high quality basketball combined with ruthless uh, worker exploitation. Only in America, and now we go. We're getting into the top three. I almost this was. I almost had the TBT up here, but couldn't quite put it ahead of. That's right, the NBA Summer League number three. Um, you know, I went uh, last summer. Uh, I've gone before. I've gone a couple times. Seen it grow a lot. The event itself, very fun. Um, you know. it's fun in person it's fun to watch on tv in person you get the fun of going that they run two games at once and they're both in the same uh facility so you can go back and forth and catch the games this game's not that fun let's run over there let's watch this other one that's fun you can bet on summer league games which is pretty fun because you have no idea who's even going to show up in the games um and of course it's always fun to you'll see guys you root for like trying to get back in the league um but the real headliners are always like the the top draft picks this summer is going to be amazing with like, you know, Wimba Nyama is going to be playing. <laughs> um, Scoot's going to be playing. Brandon Miller is going to be playing. It's going to be very, very good. And I think I may like it more than average just because the, my squad, the Blazers are um, unusually dedicated to putting together winning <laughs> summer league teams. I wish they had the same championship attitude with the, with the fall and spring team, as they do in the summertime. But summertime, that is the bla- That is when the Blazers become the elite franchise in the NBA. They put together a stacked lineup again. Uh, Scoot Henderson's in there. Shane Sharp is in there. A bunch of guys who are like actually kind of like proven <laughs> marginal NBA talents. Um, there'll be a cut above. It's going to be great. Um, I do... I just really enjoy that. It's really a highlight. Even just watching the games are pretty fun. Um, But now, uh, a special event this summer. They couldn't quite top this. Coming in at number two, I got... Hey, the FIBA World Cup, everybody. You know that's coming up in August, right? In the Philippines. Uh, First of all, I have a huge soft spot for international basketball. It is so fun for me. I don't know why Um, they all... I like the you know the Team USA. It's all it's always just kind of an all star team, and that aspect is fun. And then you get to see a lot of your favorite players playing for their country, and um, like how much harder they play <laughs> than when they're in the NBA. Uh, and you get to kind of see them shine in like a bigger role. You know, like you really get to see when like a like when a guy goes back to his team, and you like a Dennis Schroeder is a is an example for Germany, and he's like the guy and you get to see these, these players who are pretty cool in the NBA, and then you get to see what it's like when they get to be the guy. Um, and like Nicholas Batum, I always use this as a, an anecdote to explain to casuals the difference in how hard these guys try with their national team versus their NBA team. Um, <laughs> Nicholas Batum, one of the most chill, a very chill, even-keel NBA player, transforms into a, a player who punches his opponent in the balls. When he puts on the Team France uniform, all right. So it's really fun to watch that. Uh, I'm I am interested this year because the USA is sending a really like a I, <laughs> you could call it the JV team or you could call it the next generation team. It's younger guys. It's not it's not the seniors. You know, it's um, the rising stars. I would say you know uh, Anthony Edwards is probably like the you know the guy I'm most looking forward to see. Uh is uh, gonna be there. It's gonna be a cool. Cool team to watch, and it's gonna be very competitive because um, a team like that uh, is not a guarantee. This isn't the Olympics, all right? Team USA finished sixth at the last FIBA World Cup. This is technically the redeem team, all right? <laughs> they gotta redeem. They gotta redeem the FIBA World Cup finish of Team USA uh, last time when they got sixth place. Um, and it's gonna be tough because I know like some of the big international guys. Won't be there. Uh, Giannis isn't gonna go. He said recently. Um, Jokic is is he's out. He he needs his horse time after winning the championship. Uh, but you know a lot of guys will be there. Uh, Lowry Markkinen will be there in, with for Finland. Who is uh, You know he's been in the, doing his military service, crawling around in the in the woods. You know making sure the Russians stay back uh, up there in Finland. And Finland's team was a squad. They did They did great. Uh, at their last tournament, their last big one, the 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 Euro League, uh, I think that's what I don't want to get my names wrong. Is it Euro League? Euro League, or is no? That's a club competition. That's a club competition. Euro Basket. You know these things are important. That's a club competition too. Oh, it's gonna be like whatever the FIBA Euro thing was. Okay, it the FI- yeah, duh, FIBA Euro Basket. For, no, FIBA. <laughs> It's hard. there's so much to learn. anyways so they did really good at the last European tournament. Um, you know, I think they made like the final. They made the knockout round. Um, there and a lot of countries are sending their fully stacked teams. Uh, Spain will have their full, uh, a pretty good full squad. Germany sending their full squad. France, they don't have. You know, they're not gonna have Victor or Embiid, but they're gonna have like Gobert, uh, Fournier, all those guys. Australia has like ten NBA players on their team. Canada is really interesting because they're finally assembling some of their actual talent to get to play the team. I don't know what's going on in Canada, Canada, but that national program is kind of a mess because they've had good players for a while now. They haven't had a lot of international success. It seems like a lot of guys don't play for them who come from there. So I don't know, you know what's going on in the uh, Great North or whatever. <laughs> is that what they call it? Maybe they're just—I uh, don't know. Maybe they, maybe they're just tired of the maple syrup. I don't know. Maybe they—they they don't like to go because there's no Tim Hortons in the Philippines. I don't know. Um, but apparently Shea. I mean, you're starting your starters. You're gonna have Shea. You're gonna have Jamal Murray. You're gonna have RJ Barrett. I mean, this is a squad. You know what I mean? Uh, so it's gonna be very interesting to see. Uh, the talent there and again like the USA sending the, the less experienced but talented team. I don't think there's an easy uh, winner. I'm gonna guess maybe some veteran squad like a Spain uh, again or like like Spain won uh, the European tournament. Uh, maybe it's someone else's year Germany. Finland is who I would is my dark horse that would be so awesome. Uh, or Australia finally gets to play in a tournament that's relatively closer to their country. You know, they don't got <laughs> the Philippines is like sort of close to Australia. Maybe being maybe not having to um, play upside down will be to Australia's uh, you know advantage. Uh, you know, upside down for them um, could be. But I'm, I'm hyped for a Huge. Oh, all, so all 92 FIBA World Cup games will be televised. Caveat, city. The Philippines. It turns out, in a much different time zone uh, than I am. It's gonna be wildly uh, bad to uh, actually try to watch these games. I imagine it's gonna be a lot of like three, four in the morning games uh, my time. So <laughs> will I actually what will I set up some kind of tape delay? You know, um, you know. Hopefully there'll be a lot of rebroadcasting. I imagine this is the kind of thing that you. Um, you know, activate your ESPN Plus for, and you can just watch it on demand. Or I do tend to be an early riser, so I'm not really mad at. You know, if I wake up at uh, a little before six on a normal weekday, right? If I can grab my coffee, turn on the TV, and watch the second half, you know, of you know, <laughs> uh, you know Germany play Finland. You know that's kind of tight for me. That's actually perfect for me. So that could be that could be perfect if it works out that way. Uh, but just really looking forward to it. Such a huge nerd for international basketball. It always just feels like such a treat because I don't I don't do it too much. You know, it's like a little treat that I don't eat too much of. You know, the national competitions. Um, so I'm I'm excited for that. But there can only be one the number one summer basketball experience. Has to be. It could there can only be one king. And I think you all know what it's gonna be. That's right, it's the Portland Pro Am played at Parkrose High School in Portland, Oregon. Let me run this by everybody. Uh number one, in the summer, but they got nice air conditioning in that gym. Not number two, not too many people go. I mean, there's enough to have a crowd experience and a crowd energy. But it's usually not very packed. you got room to spread your legs, you know, which is, which is key for, for me. You know, I like to spread out a little bit if it's not imposing on other people, you know. Um, number three, this is huge. It's free. It's absolutely free. Um, I love a deal. Uh, I get my money's worth every time. It also helps that it's relatively close to my house. Um, their snack stand uh the concessions there extremely affordable like basically regular prices i go there i get a skittles i get a sprite i just feel like i'm back in the day i sit down in the gym you know on a, on, on the bleachers i spread out my stuff and i have a good time um i have <laughs> i have guys now i have guys now that i have watched i've been like that's one of my guys I've seen him a few years in a row grow from like the guy who just graduated from you know uh, Gresham High School, and it's like wow, he only got he only played D two, he only went D two. Oh now, oh now, like guess what? he's transferring to Montana State? I knew it because he was my guy out there. You know what I mean? You get to, you get guys you recognize, and uh, guys you root for. There's villains. Oh Peyton Pritchard, huge villain of the Portland program. Um, Of course, I was there in person when Peyton, uh, he has his own team, uh, creatively named Team Pritchard. Uh, He came, uh, left his summer league assignment with the Celtics. I was at that game where he scored 92 points, and something that went unreported from that is the people who go to this are City of Portland basketball fans, all right, who watch Portland High School basketball, probably, right? Who love basketball, definitely. And so if <laughs> you didn't know this, but Peyton was kind of a villain because he was dominating from his rich suburb school. And so, you know, these pe like we would like root for like the city schools to want to like beat, you know, Paypay and all his like, you know, Amazing advantages that he would have at West Lynn, right? So the crowd was not in; they were rooting against Peyton, and he was just like lights out. He shot the ball sixty times. <laughs> He's pulling up from half court. He came to do something. They one guy at one point kind of got in his face, like he was going to fight him. You know, uh, that was great. And, you know, it was. It's a great. It's just a a fun time, and guys, some of them are. Um, high school, like some of them, you like were were really good high school players who played college. A lot of them are like longtime pros who who come back, um, you know, like or they invite some like up and comers, like Jackson Jackson Shellstead was playing for Team Pritchard, of course. Uh, I think possibly when he was still in high school, they always pick a few high school guys to to call to call up to join. Um, there's exciting pop-ins, you know. You might see uh, an NBA player show up. Nasir Little's played in it, um, or or just a college legend. Trace Tinkles will show up, you know, and you, you kind of never know what you're gonna get, um, which is very fun. It's almost like uh like the local basketball version of <laughs> of the comedy cellar in New York, where it's like yeah, maybe you'll just see some guys who are really good at this play, but then maybe you'll see someone from the TV drop in, and that'll won't that be a special treat you could tell people about? And by the way, did I mention that it's free? It's free. Okay, that was a weird Seinfeldian outburst there, but I do love a deal. So that's it. That is my that is my rankings for summer basketball viewing experience. I'll let you get back to your refreshing the timeline to your. How did that guy get so much money? Uh, they overpaid. Why did they get rid of that guy that I liked so much? Who's making moves? Who's winning? Who's losing? The drama, the, the vague tweets from the superstars, the, the I wasn't saying that, but I'm saying it, uh, the emojis, the whole trash reality show that is the NBA offseason that we love so much. That's it. Thank you for listening. Hey, Seth Allen, all platforms.